Hello, welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Underground podcast for the week of May 18th, 2015. This is F257, and I am Chris Bevelo, EVP at Revive Health. With me today are Chris Boyer, SVP Dana Weymouth, Operations and IT Manager at Revive Health. How's it going, you two? Pretty good. Been in and out of Nashville today. Yeah, Boyer's been on the go. Wow, that's I'm doing right. w- doing well though. It's no on the go for you, Dana. No, I've been. Uh, well, I was in Mi- Minneapolis. What? Yeah, a little while ago. But yeah, this week I've just been just been at home. Just been at home. Just home in Nashville. Home in Nashville. It's weird to say that, actually. California feels like home, but... Still? How long have you been yeah, in? Yeah, two years. Oh, yeah. Um, but the house that we live in feels like home. The state doesn't feel, you know, and the, or the city sure. itself. So, yeah. Fair enough. But I bet you California doesn't have as good of burgers as Nashville does. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> That's a bold statement. That is, uh, well, yeah, I've, I've, I've been eating my way through Nashville these last couple of weeks. California is kind of a, it's, isn't it the home of the cheeseburger? That's where McDonald's got started and California burgers. and The In-N-Out burger? I think that got started there too, yeah. Yeah. No, th- actually in that genre of burger, I would say California is better. It's the kind of fancy hipster. Oh, well, deal that's going on right now in Nashville and, and I think it's starting to hit Minneapolis pretty hard too. I think Minneapolis has been there for a while. We just actually went to a hipster hamburger restaurant Ab Meyer and I did for lunch today. Nice. Just a couple blocks down the street here. Nice. It was nice. It's great. Yeah, we're all about the hipsters here. We got them big. You know, what's funny is and we're straying, but somebody posted, I think it was like Fortune Magazine. It was a well-known publication mm-hmm that had the list of the top 50 cities for hipster penetration. Sorry. Adoption. (laughs) 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 I think we found a show title. You, oh no, 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 no. You know what I meant? Percentage of hipsters per population. You guys are terrible. You're terrible people. Oh, anyway, anything I'm going to say now is not going to make it. No, not it isn't. Add up it really at all. isn't. Anyway, number two in the country is where I grew up, Ames, Iowa. Wow. Really? I just don't believe That's that. And actually, like, three or four of the top ten were in Iowa. Really? Yes. It was Ames. It was Iowa City. It was West Des Moines and, hmm. maybe, and one other. I don't know. But Ames, really, I would not. So are you saying hipsters are a Midwest thing? Well, in terms of population mm-hmm. percentage of, find a different word there. So, I mean, Ames is, Ames is only 60,000 people, so there could be like 1,000 hipsters and make it super yeah. high. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, but anyway, so let's awesome. move on. Let's oh, on. boy. Okay. Uh, we've got some stuff to talk about today. Let's, um, let's skip the updates. Let's just do that. Okay. Let's skip the updates. We'll skip them. There's some speaking yeah. stuff happening. we got some... It'll be on our website. Yeah, but by the time you hear this, it'll probably be too late. If you're listening to this and you're in the northeast quadrant of the country, you can come find me at the NESCO. Oh, and somebody has kindly put the acronym spelling in here. New England Society of Healthcare Communications Conference. No, 
New England. Oh, that's right. We already figured out that co is the co and communications. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. May 21st. I'll be there Thursday. And, and I want to correct. Uh, I was wrong with the dates uh, last time. June 15th and 16th is the uh, Mayo Clinic Healthcare Social Media Summit, which I'll be at. Nice. So. Okay. So let's see. Where do we want to dive in first? We want to get all hot and political first, don't we? Let's get political. Let's, let's get, get political. Political. Oh, wow. That's impressive. <laughs> do you like that? Do you even know who that is, Tana? Let's get physical uh, to name the band. Oh, man. You're already wrong. It's, yeah, it's not no, a band. No, I'm already wrong. Yeah, it's not a band. Olivia Newton-John. That's right. There, Yeah, see. Embarrass myself. That's all right. Hey, you knew the song. That's actually more embarrassing that you knew the song. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably better off that you didn't know who sang it. Or actually ripped right into the chorus like Boyer and I did. Uh, so the first thing we're going to talk about is Governor Rick Scott. Governor Rick Scott, who's That's governor of Florida. What's that? That's something you don't always say. The first thing we're going to talk about is Governor Rick no, Scott. No, you don't hear those those words very often. Governor Rick Scott, by the way, used to be CEO for what? H, was it HCA? Was he HCA? No, or was it Tenet? Why do you ask these questions? We could have researched this before. We should have. Somebody find out. He I, was, I'll work on it right now. He was CEO <laughs> for a gigantor system health system i'm not even sure the name is if it's around anymore but anyway he um he has a crazy idea his idea is that hospitals should pool all of their profits and share them with the state and each other to cover the medicaid spending gap that they are facing uh they're facing a medicaid spending gap because he refused to accept the medicaid expansion from the federal government uh, of course, he's blaming the federal government for the lack of Medicaid spending, which is why he's coming up with this idea. Um, the politics in this are nauseating, to say the least. Uh, maybe I'm giving away my political proclivities, though I think if you've listened to the show, you might know them already. Uh, what do you guys think of this this concept, this idea? Qu- quick update. He is from uh, the H- HCA, um, and he had... A bit of a issue, and that's why he uh, yes. resigned. Yes, he was he was one of the CEOs back in the if I can get this right early two thousands, kind of the Ken Lay, um, oh what was the Enron era where you had all of these CEO scandals and financial scandals from big companies. He was kind of caught up in I think the afterwash of that. Uh, yes. One of the lines says, Rick Scott barely escaped prison. Whoa. Whoa. But let's repeat again. Governor of Florida. Excellent. Right. Yes. Got to love a democracy. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Straight from prison to <laughs> to profit sharing governor. for hospitals. That's right. So what do we think about his idea here? Uh uh, do we have to think about it? I actually think it's it's really ridiculous. I'm not really even sure how this this actually can be executed. What he's he said that it's going to be similar to how large market baseball teams share revenues with small market baseball teams. That's kind of what his analogy was. Yes, that's right? his analogy. Right. Um, so I guess the concept here is that if because hospitals are just so profitable that that they just kick back their profits back to the state. Is that what is that what he's or proposing? each other or each other? Yeah, it, essentially, you know, there's a word for this. Yeah, what is Do it? Do you know what it is? Um, Our friends crazy? in China follow this 
this economic oh socialism actually it's more than socialism communism. that would be communism, communism. Yeah. communism. <laughs> it's oh. pretty much communism i mean the analogy first of all with baseball teams is completely ludicrous because that is a monopoly right so baseball teams football teams, like the nfl or major league baseball is a monopoly it's controlled by a centralized um you know, and the NFL or whichever, and basically all of the entities operate within it. Mm -hmm. And so they do revenue sharing so that they can all succeed. It's not an open market, which is what it is in the healthcare world right. with hospitals. Right. So uh, apparently he's wanting to become like the Roger Goodell of hospitals. Maybe that's the analogy we should yeah. use. Um, I, well, I think, you know, I think that judging by the lack of enthusiasm behind this proposal, it's maybe it, it you know maybe it's just something that he kind of threw out there in order to just stir up some some new thought in the market. I'm giving him a huge benefit of the doubt here, um, but no one's really behind this. You know, even it says here in the article that the uh, a spokeswoman for the Florida Hospital Association said that she they were reviewing his letter and had no comment. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't think it's there's any way that this could be applied. I, I don't see any practicality in this. Um, and what I find, find this to be a little bit ironic, and again, to show my colors, my true colors, um, it, his state rejected funding <laughs> from Obamacare, right? Right. Yeah. And so now that they're having a shortfall, he is, in effect, saying, let's try to use the free market to solve this problem. Is that kind of what he's uh, saying? I'm or not no, sure I would call it using the free market. Went, stealing well, from the free stealing market. Stealing from the free market yes. <laughs> to solve the problem. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. I yeah, it doesn't seem in any way, shape, or form real to me that this could actually be a, a real serious proposal. But you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of problems with our health system, and you can definitely argue that having a market-driven health system where hospitals have to compete, some of them are are for profit, most are nonprofit, but some are for profit. Uh, you could definitely argue that that's not the right way to go, and I think mm -hmm. it's a legitimate argument. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that is the system that we have. Mm -hmm. And there are benefits to it, such as uh, the idea that competition should drive better pricing, better experience, right. better quality. Now, healthcare is unique and that it doesn't do those as directly as other markets. But uh, if hospitals were forced to share their profits or their, their margins, we should say that because not all of them have profits because they're nonprofits. Right. Uh, there goes their incentive to actually be more cost effective because what's the point? Exactly. So I, 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 yeah. I think it's hilarious coming from a Republican um, governor, yeah. but that's just me. Yeah. So, Dana, What's anything you want to add to that? Or are you just staying out of it? You're wisely staying out of it. Yeah, I'm being careful. Um, I mean, am I, yeah, how does that even work with a nonprofit? Yeah, they would. I think. I think what they're considering is any any money they have left over. So nonprofits typically have right. have margin left over, um, but it's not it's not technically profit in that it can't be given to shareholders, the owners, or whatever. Uh, so it's yeah, it's just I don't know. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty whack, and it's also just like a straw man for him, basically yeah. thumbing his nose at you know, the actual solution, which was presented to him and he declined. So, mm -hmm. oh. Agreed. Oh, well. Uh -huh. well, so oh, well, it is. so it is. So it goes. Okay. So let's move on to another topic, 
which is um, <laughs> what is this blog post? We have a couple of blog posts on the Revive Health site. I'm just going to refer to one uh, written by our own Shannon McIntyre Hooper, who is fantastic. Uh, SVP here at Revive Health, and she wrote a blog post called Jargon Palooza, Six Communication Takeaways from Hymns 2015. So many of you probably know of Hymns. You've, you've been to Hymns. Boyer, can you tell me the acronym for Hymns? Oh, no. Um, Healthcare, Healthcare Information, Information Management, Management System Society. System Society. Is that what it is? I, I don't That's know. That's a good guess. I'll tell you. Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society. Society. Yes. So it's very much IT-focused. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she was at the most recent one, which was held at the same time that, Bora, you and I were at the Forum for Healthcare Marketing Strategists the conference in Vegas. Yes. Uh, and her blog post was talking about how there's um, kind of ridiculous jargon that just permeates our industry. Uh, and we were, we were reminiscing, Adam and I were, because back in the early days of the podcast, we used to do a, a bit called the Jargon of the Week where we kind of tear apart a piece of cliche jargon. Uh, there's an interesting, um, she shares an interesting kind of tweet thread while she was there and she said, isn't it amazing that so many thousands of companies all do population health? Uh, and then somebody responded, um, integrated out of the box solutions. And then she said, perhaps a smidge of interoperability and a dash of patient engagement with care co coordination too. And then he responded, and analytics, always analytics. Exactly. That's an inside joke too, because I pointed at Boyer with that. Um, <laughs> so, so that's funny. And then somebody on our own um, Facebook page, mm -hmm. which I've now completely lost, posted another article uh, from Inc. Magazine. And it says, please stop saying these 25 ridiculous phrases at work. And it's got the most, we'll provide a link to it, but it, it provides maybe the most disturbing image that I've seen in a business magazine, perhaps <laughs> ever. It's a picture of a close-up of a dude's face. A very, he's bearded, but not fully bearded. So it just looks like he's got like a, mm -hmm. he hasn't shaved in like a week. And his mouth is a zipper and it's like half open. And, and the part that's open is kind of like, Argh. and it's really nasty. Come on, Chris, you got to think outside the box on this one. Well, that's true. If I didn't have that on my radar, then um, it would be a no-brainer. But I guess that's par for the course. I guess it is. But wow. But you know, maybe you don't have the bandwidth. But you know, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to make sure it gets on your plate. Well, way to throw me under the bus. I mean, that's obviously low-hanging fruit for you. Hey, Why look, don't you get the ball rolling? This is an apples-to-apples apples talk about jargon. I, you know, why don't we address the elephant in the room here? And why don't we, or we could just circle back around to this a little bit later. Well, yes, we could. We could. We could take this offline and drill down. Maybe uh, we could get all hands on deck. But um, you know, there might be some synergy in that kind of conversation. Uh, well, at least it's on my radar. So just ping me about it later. <laughs> that is incredible. Do we get them all? <laughs> Not at the end of the day, we didn't. You didn't we got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't know if you got the most bang for your buck on that. No, that's well, true. Well, those are low-hanging fruit. No, we got that. Now, now we got them up. all. We're doubling we're up. We're doubling up. <laughs> all right. We did good, though. We got most of them. So those were the lists in this article of jargon. Yeah. And some of these I use all the time. I'm really guilty of a lot of these. Yeah. Um, if you guys could pick your the one that you feel like you're most guilty of, what would it be? Think outside the box. I definitely mm. say that all the time. You say that? Oh, I do. Uh, horribly, I do. 
see coming from a creative backfield i, I backfield know. background um I try to avoid that like the plague. Oh, like the plague. Maybe I, that should be I say take this offline a lot too, what, particularly when we're in meetings. Yeah. Why don't we take this offline? Or uh, or the, the the bastard of that, which is uh, let's put that on the parking lot. Put that in the parking lot. No, which the worst bastard of that is let's put a pin in it. <laughs> I can't believe that's not in here. That's got to be the worst ever. I think I heard let's put a pin in it and let's unpack that. In the same meeting, in the same day. So they pinned it and then unpacked it in the same meeting? No, they said, let's put a pin in it. We'll unpack it later or something. <laughs> wow. Wow. What about you, Dana? What do you, what's your most overused one on here? At the end of the day, is I'm pretty guilty of. Um, you know, it just it rolls off the tongue so nice. Can we pick on other people in the agency? Like, I could pick on Brandon. I could, I could tell you. Dana, I bet you and I know his number one, his number one jargon. I'm trying to. It's got to be net net. That's got to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. Win win was what I was. But it's net net. I think That's it is says. net net. Yep. It's net net. Yep. Net net. Yeah. Win win. What other two word jargony words, phrases are there? That's that's a good question. Lose lose. lose yeah. Lose lose. lose. I use that. Win win. Lose lose. Net net. What's the opposite of net net? Drill down. Drill no, down. That's, well, that's not. Yeah. Drill down. You know, I I would. Net net would be like. Gross, gross. What's the gross, gross? gross? gross. Wow. Um, This reminds me of a conversation I actually did have in the office yesterday. We were talking about getting a foot in the door, but we were talking about (laughs) the plural of getting the foot in the door. What's the plural of getting the foot in the door? Getting your feet in the door? Well, that's... In the door. You can't... Or feet's in the doors? Feet's in the doors? Why not if you're speaking proper English? (laughs) Yeah, feet is the plural. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd get your feet in the door, but that would you'd probably fall over. You'd tip over. How about over. the foot in the doors? No, that's impossible. How can you get one foot in multiple doors at the same time? That's what, yeah, that's what Mark said to me yesterday. So. I think you'd get your feet in the doors, maybe. You get your feet in the doors? Uh, maybe. Hmm. It's interesting. You could crack it open, isn't that one? Crack it open a little, crack the door open. <laughs> no, that's not one. <laughs> I guess you and could. now we've created our own. We should create our own. Let's on this podcast right now create our own healthcare marketing jargon. Healthcare marketing jargon. What a, what's a situation we run into all the time? People don't have enough budget. Yeah. Okay. So what's the jargon for that? They don't have enough budget. Uh, We're gonna have to go back to the bank. I'm just kicking it off, just starting it. That's not a bad one. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna have to go back to the bank. Yeah. We're gonna have to run it at the flagpole. Well, that's a real one. That's We're trying to create one. a oh, new one. To, um, yeah. Hmm. You have to go yeah, to run it by the board. I don't know. Is that one already run it by the boards? A good one, but that's a real one. That's a real thing. Is that a real, that's thing? A real thing? So we have to come up with a piece yeah. of jargon oh, for that. Something, I got you. Yeah. yeah, this is hard. It is hard. We're going to have to turn over some well, rocks. No, let's, wait, not. it's not that hard. Let's pick one either run by the board or we're out of budget. Which one? Just start with pick one uh, out of budget. Okay. Out of one. budget. So now all we have to do yeah. is come up with a synonym for each word. So out out. Um, What's the synonym for out? Sands. 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 Okay. Sands cash. Sands cash. Or which, which goes, which keep brainstorming cash. cash. Yeah. Sands. Sands. Budget is an allotment of cash. It's a, it's a, what is it? It's a kitty. Sands kitty. Sands kitty. Sands kitty. See, we just did it. It's not that hard. You came up with that. How about run it by the board? Let's do that one. Run it by the board. Run it by the board. So run would be jog. Jog or or pass. Pass. 
Yeah, past yeah. Too, that's too that's yeah. too plain. Um, flaunt. We have to f- sprint. Sprint. No, sprint. sprint is sprint no, is different. Run it, run it. Run it, it means you're, like you have to run. You're a bike showing it. You're showing it. De- displaying it. Demonstrate it. Yeah. Demonstrating it. Yeah. Come on, something sexier. Come on, let's do it. Come on. Um, you're uh, reveal. You're flaunting. Flaunting. Reveal. Good. Flaunting. Flaunting. Flashing. Flashing. Okay. Flashing. Flashing. Um. Now, not the board. Not the board. Uh, what's another? Flashing the board. We have to flash the board. Flashing the board actually isn't bad. <laughs> That's a good one. Flash the board. What about this proposal? I don't know. We're gotta, gonna have. We're sans kitty. It. Well, why don't you flash the board? See where you end up. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day. <laughs> See, it's not that hard. We can do it. Okay, we'll come up with our own list. All That'll right. Well, encourage the listeners to yes. submit. Submit. Yes. And the best submission wins a. Healthcare Marketing Underground Tchotchke, a mug. A mug. That we promise this. For the six years we've been doing a podcast, we promise people mugs, <laughs> sweatshirts, mug. and all kinds of stuff. And we keep, we keep flashing the... Flashing the who? Flashing the board. San, we're, what? Yeah, we're flashing sans the board. Kitty. We're Sans, yeah, we're sans Kitty on that kitty. one. So. Yeah, we're definitely Sans Kitty. <laughs> all right. Good. Nice. Well, one more thing to talk about. No, one more thing. It is Friday, if you can't tell. So yeah, we're um, yeah, we're a little goofy. But maybe this one is is it would be a good one. It's the uh, the one that Dana found about uh, um, instead of prescribing a uh, Ritalin to kids, um, that some uh, some doctors or some some people are suggesting that uh, we prescribe video games instead of pharma- pharmacological treatment for kids that have ADHD. How do you feel about that? says Dr. Louis CK. I don't quite understand that. It's so that's so like is that for real? That is for real. Yeah. Um, you know that uh so a small group of psychiatrists, researchers, educators and game designers have run a quiet but intense foot race to become the first to earn FDA approval for a medically sound prescription strength video game for ADHD. Okay. And that's not a metaphor. A prescription strength video yeah. game? They're seeking approval for a game that a doctor can prescribe to doc- to kids that have ADHD. Call of Duty. Yeah. It already exists. <laughs> <laughs> what? So the, the game is focused upon sensories, you know, on your brain, and it moves the player, um, you know, based on your focus. So I guess if you're walking or trotting or whatever, you're kind of sending those focus messages and then – as soon as your mind starts to wander to other things, um, you know, that um, individual stops what it's doing. And so it's kind of sitting in the track waiting for your next focused thought to, to do, you know, the command to command it. So, you know, I think we've evolved in video game playing where, you know, where it, it makes sense as far as entertainment, but it's an interesting idea that it the the thing that I get stuck on is does it really translate that once you're off the video game that all of a sudden okay now I can go sit and read a book right or I can go mm-hmm. write a paper mm-hmm. you know that's the big question I have I think the idea is great I mean probably be good for a lot of brain exercise but the yeah like what are the results really right after they get off the game you know, Dana, and what's interesting in the in the link to the uh, the article on Medium that you sent, um, they have a video of a kid uh, that has like this 
hood on with all these wires right. coming out of it. And on the screen, it looks like pole position. Remember the old game, pole position? But um, that, that, that kid, I can't tell if it's a, a boy or a girl, they're using their brain to keep the, the, the car apparently on the road as it's going through turns or whatever. They're and using their brain? It looks like yeah. they're holding something in their hand. No, I think they're using neuro, neuro things that are firing off their, off their brain to actually, to actually have it happen, to actually keep that tra the car on track. Well, but it says the players see a green sign, they press a button. If they see a red or blue sign, they try to ignore oh, it. Are they? Oh, I guess maybe they're they're determining how it's. Doing I was going to say that would be Star Trek stuff there. Well, no, they they do have they do have I things know. like that. But but uh, Dana, to your point though, can that can they be applied in real life? I'm not really sure because I know when I'm playing video games. Um, I'm a completely different person than when I am in real life. I don't drive the way I drive online. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I'm, it, it sounds really cool. I have to read the article. It's very long. It's a medium yeah. article, right? Yeah, but um, it's an interesting idea. I think that you know the the creativity of being able to take other take other things that are outside different types of mediums and trying to apply them in the clinical setting. That's a really cool idea. I've joked a lot with people about you know what is that video game. A lot of people talk about gamification in healthcare. What is that video game that we're going to be using, you know, to, to help with healthcare? This is actually an interesting application of that to see how it would work. Um, they're still doing the testing, though. It seems like you know, um, they're they're. It's. I wonder. I the other thing I'm I'm wondering about is 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 how are they going to get this passed through through the FDA? I mean, and then what? And then what? What does that mean? You know, does that mean that this is going to be done in I imagine for a very long time this will probably be done in a controlled setting like in a, in a hospital in a doctor's office should it even go through the no, FDA no why should it be point? in the FDA yeah. you're not right. inserting any drugs right right and that's actually what I really like about it that's the one thing that stands out to me is the fact that it's an alternative to just prescribing something that you know just hey I know this has worked before for some people and it's you know, FDA, you know, improved and here you go. Good luck versus, you know, for me being an athlete and training and that kind of thing, it kind of resonates with the same ideas, you know, training the brain seems like a great idea. Once again, stuck back on the fact, is it legitimate? Do you really see results? But well, but I, I like it. Dana, think about that though. You're an athlete, right? And I mean, I know I have like when I cycle, I have an app that helps me measure my cycling and you know, it's, it's not gamification by any means, but what it is is, you know, I use the the app to help guide my behavior. And what I find is that um, that having that app and getting the using it has actually trained me or has actually actually helped yeah. me to to want to keep doing that. Do you use apps like that for running as well? Yeah, map map my run, map my um, ride. And have you seen that using the apps of now influencing your behavior when you're not using the app? Yeah, definitely motivation. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. I think I've changed, um, yeah, distances and speeds based on data that I've received back. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Versus, hey, I'm going to go for a run to get in shape, and I had nothing to pull based on the data. You know, oh, I was breathing heavily or I was sweating, very made up ways of understanding what kind of workout I had versus I just did three miles at this rate. Uh, yeah. And I think it changes, um, 
the way I'm going to run or, or even I did, I do bike a little bit too, you know, the next time and, and kind of build up from there. So I, yeah, I think, I don't know if that's, is that representing this though? Is this going to spit out, um, some information for the, the, you know, let's say a high school, um, student that they can see like, Hey, I think that's what it's saying, right? They's like, Hey, you scored this amount. And then the next time they go in, um, and maybe from there they can kind of self-teach themselves, hey, this is what I did to stay focused on the game. I could, That makes sense to me. Maybe I'm grabbing mm-hmm. at, at straws here with you, but it, so- it sounds good. Yep. I, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting article, and I like the, the way that it ended too because it, it also said that the, this kind of development can also potentially develop the way uh, games are designed in the future. And, in fact, I love the, hmm. the last line of the article. Um, there was someone, a game designer... <laughs> Uh, was saying, you know, that uh, talking about the influence that this might have on the new direction of game development, she uh, says this, and Chris, this is for you, you can't just make games about shooting people in the face because now you can see how people feel. There well, we go. that's depressing. There goes Call of Duty. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Bevlo, is Call of Duty, is that your game? Is that your favorite? Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I've probably played it more than any other game because we play it on... We play it on Thursday nights as a group of us that play and have for about seven, eight years, and that's usually the one we play because everybody has it and it's easy to get into. And, and it's yeah. fun to shoot your friends. In the face. In the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully that, that isn't one that you've uh, applied to real life. So no. Yeah. <laughs> nope. All right. All right. Have you done Sims or anything like that? No Sims. No. Um, no, really nothing like that. No civilization. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're getting game geeky here. But no. Mm-hmm. Lots of games, though. I have probably 100 video games easy in my my cabinet at home. And I tend to buy them and keep them. I don't ever resell them. I like having them there like a library. Some people have books. I have books, too. <laughs> I have books, too. And I have DVDs. There you go. Got it all. So. Media Central. I so should start my own library, start running things you out. You should, or maybe like a, an, a service where you can rent your games out to people. That would be a great idea. Yeah. That, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Medium, uh, we're going to put the link to it, right? It's on medium.com. It's a really interesting yep. article. And by the way, Medium is that what we talked about last week about long-form articles, long-form yep. pages. This is a really great website. So thanks for finding that, Dana. It's a good one. All right, you guys. All right. Anything else we want to awesome. cover real quick? Remember, send in your new jargon. Your new medical entries, jargon entries. And you could win a new. A Revive Health. A Revive Health um, mug. Mug. Or like a um, um, T-shirt. We'll figure something out. Yep. Um, or we will promise as an agency. How about this? Okay. We will promise as an agency to attempt to. Insert your new generated jargon into the industry. Ooh. And then when Love it takes it. off, yeah. you can get the credit for inventing Absolutely. that piece of jargon. So well, if if Flash the Board takes off or if Sans Kitty takes off, we know where it started. <laughs> and you could be yep. part of that. We'll, we'll give you attribution the entire way, right? We will, well, no, but we'll, we'll always point it back to it. We'll create a Wikipedia page for it. Okay. When 20 years, people are like, where the heck do people come up with Sans Kitty? What does that even mean? 
and then we can we'll give the but in this case it's yours dear listener you could own it so send it in i know you're out there listening and you want to send in your own jargon all right all right there we go awesome all right so for healthcare marketing underground this is chris pevelo and chris boyer and dana weymouth we will talk to you next time bye bye